The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number two. That was Seven. a fast first hour. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, we got in some fun topics there. 713-780, ESPN's your number. 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. What are the odds Wednesday? So when you call, text, tweet, Twitch, whatever you do, put odds on it. And, uh, yeah, somehow we got into the age-old uh, discussion of how many five-year-olds could you you take, which led to how many olds could you take, which led to a great idea for a local show. TV show that we're going. I, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to produce this damn thing, and we'll have we'll have AJ fight a whole bunch of five year olds and see. How I many don't want to fight. Not a bunch not of- for real. It'll be CGI. Okay. And we'll have we'll have like a a scientist come in and do all the measurements, and you know, and then we'll plug that into a computer, and then we'll get a really good CGI guy, and he'll make it happen. And that'll we'll have like three fights on each show. So one of them be AJ versus five year olds. One of them will be AJ versus uh, 80 year olds. One of them will be, uh, homeless versus rats in the Astrodome. And then we can also do some other stuff. Like how about this? Charlie Palillo versus Aaron Raybould. Ooh. And we, we could, we could get local, local celebrities. Um, and like, and then we could have fights with some of the, the local TV anchors that way, that way women get involved. Yeah. I, I like this possibility and athletes, Deshaun Watson versus his towel. We could do that. But no, wouldn't you like to see Watson versus Bill O'Brien? Yes. I, I mean, this. I think this is a winner. I, I think it's, it's nice in uh, theory. I think it's harder to pull off than you really understand. Well, I'm not doing any of the work. I'm just producing it. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm hiring people to do the. Who thing. do you? You're do writing the do checks. Th- yeah, you're exactly. like a hologram, like making the hologram thing. Like it's, it's. I no, think it's well, tougher than it sounds. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how much CGI costs. I, I do know enough people in the movie business who can tell me, and so I'll, I'll reach out. To, I'll just be curious. But that would be the hard part, right? Probably the CGI because that stuff. Because all those movies that have CGI are really big budget. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I have. That kind of money. I don't have Granado money, so I probably can't do it. <laughs> but just a thought. Um, asymmetric. How many Freds could take an AJ? See, I think that'd be a good one. And he says three. I think three is probably the right number. Probably say two and a half. Yeah. But, you know. It depends it, on if Fred's in good shape or not. Yeah. And, and how high I am. <laughs> um, so who's fighting Patrick Creighton? Hmm. Aaron Donald. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'd have to take Aaron Donald in that one. Uh, you know, how about this? Patrick Creighton versus Joel Blank. Ooh, that's a good fight. Yeah. 
That's a good fight. Give me Creighton. See, you know what? I, I'm actually, I would actually be. I'm only saying this so Joel will become enraged. <laughs> give me Creighton. Actually, give me Charlie Polillo to beat up Joel. Oh. You're, you're just trying to stir stuff yeah. up now. What about Trey? Who Trey, would, him Trey fight? would smack Joel around. Um, and so didn't MTV <laughs> do something? So yeah, they did celebrity death match, but that was claymation though. Yeah, that, we're not doing cl- we're doing actual CGI, and we're we're programming the people in right. Right, so it's more realistic. Yeah, it's it's as realistic as we can get. That way, we don't have to kill five year olds. Okay, because I think we would go to prison for that, even if we went to some island, you know, like the Virgin Islands, and filmed it there. Pretty sure we go back to prison when we come back to the states. And Echo Adam, who would fight Booker T? Ooh. Hmm. Joel. <laughs> You're just trying to get Joel beat up yeah, now. Everybody will fight Joel. Everybody, I, Joel will fight everybody. I, I ain't fighting Booker T. I can tell you that. I think three Freds could fight Booker T. Maybe four. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and, and guys, I know there's shows like this. Animal Face-Off did this on Discovery. Did Animal Face-Off have Charlie Palillo? No. No. This is People Face-Off. Yes. Yes. And, and it's going to be famous Houston people like A.J. Hoffman, uh, like our homeless you know, yeah, and, and there there will be some humans versus animals in there, but no, well, I I I also think we're gonna do like, all the famous people in Houston. Hey, how about this? We'll settle the Deshaun Watson case. Rusty Harden versus Tony Busby. <laughs> probably taking Tony in that one. Yeah, yeah. How many Hardens could beat Busby in a fight? It would it'd probably take two. I mean, now, it, Rusty Harden's really old. He's the, yeah. he's the age that if you hit him, you'd be a bad person. Probably, yeah. I mean, Busby's not exactly, you know, in great shape. No, but he'd win. Eight three two. I'm taking Charlie over Fred all day. You will lose that bet, sir. I don't know. I, Charlie's an athlete. Uh huh. He's a tiny. And don't don't underestimate tinies like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Yeah, he's uh, uh If you give t- Charlie a tennis racket, yeah, he's got a shot. Otherwise, I'd have no problem with him. Because, frankly, he's not going to hit me hard enough anywhere for me to even feel it. But like you said, he could out-cardio you. Yeah, but I'm going to land some punches. And I'm just going to say, I don't think think Charlie's going to take a ton of punches. I I feel pretty good about that one. Most people here would beat my ass, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I could take him. And, and I stop with your Watson versus 22 women. It's down to 20 right now. <laughs> so, there. And right now they're winning. Hitting someone over 60 is a felony. I thought it was 65. You guys make up your mind. Yeah, you guys got to figure it out. Okay, just, just throwing this out there. It's CGI. We're not actually not hitting. real. Yes, we're not actually. AJ's not actually killing five-year-olds or 80-year-olds. It's a computer simulation. All right, that's a good one. Toro versus Orbit. I think I think I'm taking Toro. I think so too. He looks in better shape. But I think I'm taking both of them over Clutch. That's probably fair. Clutch is soft. <laughs> he, he's not a killer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred versus John. Twelve cores light deep. Yeah, John would have to be pretty drunk. I'm pretty sure John could take me. And 12 cores lights is nothing to jump. Yeah, I mean, that's breakfast. And, you know, I, I think Lance is so physically beat up, I might have a shot there. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he limps around. He's got broken shoulders. Of course, both my, my shoulders are screwed up. I was going to say, yeah. That'd actually be a pretty good match. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, but I don't, I don't know who else I could possibly take. I'm too, I'm too old to care about this, but I would love to be on, on a CGI thing doing it. Like CGI Fred with that giant beak and using that as a weapon? Come on, who wouldn't pay to see that? I would. I, I'd pay a small amount, but I'd pay. Well, I, I, I just think we're on to something. That's all. What about you versus Trey? Trey's young, man. And plus, you know, there's this thing about Trey. I don't think I could ever punch Trey. I feel that way, too. Yeah, I, I could never. I, I don't want to hurt Trey. You know so, who else feels that way around here? Like the, a person you can't hit is Michael Carroll. Oh, God. No. I, I, Michael Carroll could come up and say, dude, I'm about to stab you unless you punch me in the face. And I'm like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I had a nice life. He's unpunchable. I've never heard Michael Carroll escalate. Like, I, I've never heard him. I haven't even heard him grumpy. I mean, I've heard him, you know, upset. Oh, I've, I mean, I've talked to him when he's frustrated. Yeah, but, it, but it's like not... his, his tone, his demeanor doesn't really change all that much. He's, he's, he's too nice. He's like, uh, it, it, and it makes you feel worse, too, when things are going wrong for him because he's not mad. He's disappointed. Like, mm. like oh, man, now I feel like I feel terrible because Michael Carroll's day is going bad. Yeah, well, I mean, it, but like, I, Trey is so likable. I just I couldn't do it. Uh, Jack Easterby versus Joel Osteen. That's a good one. See, we could do stuff like that. Tillman versus Daryl Morey. Like that one. Man. Cal McNair versus Jim Crane. Oh, Jim Crane crushes him. Crushes him? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take Cal it. McNair versus Tillman. I'll take Tillman. Tillman versus Crane. I'll take Crane. Really? Crane? Is he some kind of a Hulk? Uh, no, but he's... Uh, I mean, he's a former baseball player. He's in pretty good shape still. Still plays golf. How old is he? Uh, well, Tillman's, close to 70, Tillman's right? younger, though. That's what I'm I don't thinking. know if Crane's that old. 67. Uh, okay. That, that That's a closer one than I thought, but I'd still take Tillman's Crane. 63. Okay. He looks so much younger. Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay. Man. Perry Warner versus John McClain. I think John McClain's got too much bulk. How about three soccer players versus 100 kids? Yeah, we could get... You know, How old are the kids? Uh, I'm guessing five-year-olds. Three soccer players. Which, uh, which three? Well, I, I, honestly, I couldn't name three Dynamo right now. How about two Dynamo players and one Dash player? Okay. I'm in for that. So, yeah, I, I, I like this, man. I like this. I'm glad you know what I'm. I'm glad you got because this is something that uh, the people can participate in. They can give us ideas, and you know, like that. I mean, to me, Olstein versus uh, Easterby is perfect. It's a good matchup. That is a great matchup. It's a fair matchup. Yeah, uh, and and that's what you want. Now, we might not be able to call them by their names because we might get sued. Right. So we'd have to come up with something. We'd call them Jumping Jack Flash. Ooh, versus yeah. uh, the the gatekeeper. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right. Ooh, Dusty versus Cully. That's another good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I mean, you guys are onto something. I like it. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Is the Blitz? Oh, that sounds great on ESPN 97.5.
You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Um, A.J. Hinch versus Rob Manfred. Yeah, I don't want too many national guys on this. This, this is going to be a Houston show. All right, so Aaron versus the other producers here. And I, I got some next-level ideas for this, too. How about this? Drunk AJ versus stoned AJ. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Stoned AJ doesn't want to fight. <laughs> yeah, but ever. stoned AJ sees coyotes. That's they true. might freak out. No. Drunk AJ will win that fight 10 times out of 10. Stoned AJ is a pacifist. Okay, what about... Uh, drunk AJ is the opposite. Okay, how about AJ on cocaine versus oh, drunk AJ? That's the winner. <laughs> For sure, the winner. Uh, somebody says Kevin Durant versus Twitter comments. Uh, Twitter comments will Twitter win comments every already time. destroyed him. Yeah. Is he the softest dude ever on Twitter or what? He's up there. Uh, how many 97.5 staff to take down Derek Lewis? Uh, I think we'd need all of our staff plus all the 610s plus all the 790s. <laughs> but that would be a good one, too. I think, I, And I think people would like to participate in this. Here's some... Uh... Some suggestions. Granado versus Al Pacino. Take Granado. I would, too, at this point. Uh, Lamont says Abbott versus Crenshaw. Well, that's not fair. Greg Abbott's in a wheelchair. How about Ted Cruz versus Dan Crenshaw? That's a good one. I'll take Crenshaw. Yeah, I'll take Crenshaw, too. I like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I came real close to a really bad joke again. But uh, I'll tell you, nobody's tougher than John Cornyn's brisket, though. That's true. Mattress Mac versus Sylvester Turner. Ooh, I hate to say it, but Sylvester Turner. Yeah, how about how about uh, Mattress Go- Mac? Is he's of the age where if you hit him, yeah. you're a bad person. Yeah, you can't do that. Probably so is Greg Abbott. Now that I think about it. Yeah. And okay, how about Dora versus Sylvester Turner? You mean Lena Hidalgo? Yeah. Um. I'm guessing she'd take him. She's she's I young. think so too. Yeah, she's yeah. young and in shape. But I mean this I think this has potential. All right, I know some of you Twitchers know something about CGI. Somebody's gotta <laughs> hook me up here with a CGI guy and an, an artificial intelligence guy. Ooh, Sheila Jackson Lee versus Kim Og. It's a good fight. Yeah. I think I'm taking Kim. So eh, this is I like this, man. The potential is there to, to really have a lot of fun. So, like, how many, uh, how many Altuve's against one Laramie Tunsil? Ooh, yeah. See that we could do that. I again, though, I think Tunsil uses your five-year-old strategy where he picks up little little Altuve by the feet and, and swings him. him. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's what I would do too. Yeah. So it's got to be like a how many let's let's go with someone that would be harder to pick up and swing, hmm. like how many uh, how many Michael Brantleys versus Laramie Tunsil? Three. Okay, I think that's probably about right. Um, Obama versus Trump. Give me Trump. Big think si- so? Big size advantage. I think. Yeah, I, I know tr- you. I, Trump versus Biden. I think Trump. Trump versus Obama. I think Obama's still got enough youth. Maybe, but you know, I, everybody wants to take the tiny in these battles. That's why some 
somebody thinks that Charlie Palillo could actually take me, big guy's going to win every time. Not every time. Oh, yeah, especially against those two guys. Mm-mm. Oh, Obama, all he does is play basketball. Oh, I Trump's mean, bigger than him. All Trump does is play golf. Yeah, you know what? Trump will get him down on the ground and just lay on him, and he'll, he can't I breathe. I think so. He can't breathe because Trump is too heavy. I think Trump could use that strategy with Biden because Biden's, uh, I mean. But, uh, but Biden's too old. You hit Biden. That's, he's a weak old man. I mean, yeah, his, but that's his the other, bones break. Trump is also very old. Yeah, but he's, he's still, you know, he's still got the orange hair. Right. You think that's natural? Uh, <laughs> somebody says Jordan versus Tunsil. I'll take Tunsil all day. Jordan, Jordan's a big guy, but he's a baseball player, which, you know, uh, I'll take the guy who's out there mashing heads with the best left ends in football. Right ends. Um, but see, there's Jordan's a, like six, five though. He's a, that's a big dude. Yeah, he is. He's a big dude for baseball though. Tunsil's a big dude for sports. Yeah. I mean, it's, but there's it, also, it's, it's not be, a bad matchup. It's not a bad matchup. And. Jordan Alvarez comes from a uh, he comes from a place where I imagine life is a lot tougher than where Laramie Tunsil came from. I'm, I don't know, man. Juan Adams versus Tunsil. Juan Adams would smash Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a trained fighter. Yeah, and he's he especially because he can wrestle. Like anytime you get into a a situation where it's like this big guy versus some just knockout puncher, that's one thing. But a wrestler can almost always take down an untrained guy and beat him up. That, that's like because if two big giant guys are swinging at each other, even an untrained big giant guy, if he swings on you, he can do damage. What if you? How okay? So how many months of training would you give Laramie Tunsil to even the odds? It, uh, it, it, they don't exist because you can't pick up that much wrestling in. I mean, maybe. Like if he trained, like if he quit football and yeah, only that's what trained, I'm saying. It's like oh, okay. how how long? Like if you yeah. literally sat there and said, I mean, we've seen, Juan, you can keep doing you know your regular workouts and training. But we've, we've how seen, long would yeah. it take Laramie Tunsil to get up to a formidable? And yeah, we've seen people do that. Hell, Greg Hardy. Yeah, but Greg Juan. Hardy's also a different type of athlete than yeah. Laramie Tunsil is. No, but you've also had a lot of people who got, including you, got started pretty late in that. Yeah, and, and worked really hard at it and got good enough to be competitive. But so we, I, so but I, we, I don't think do it's we agree that, that Greg Hardy is it like from an explosiveness standpoint. Laramie Tunsil could never do what Greg Hardy does. Like they, they're, no, but he, physically, he, he they're could, just way different. But he could still learn different skills that sure. are to his advantage if he just studied it. I mean, I, that's the thing. I think anybody who's a successful athlete has a, an advantage yeah. if they if they're training for the same thing. Right now, yeah, Juan would kill him. Okay, how long would you give Aaron? How long do you think it would take Aaron Donald to get to that level to fight Juan Adams? Because, I mean, now you've seen a yeah. guy's face of what Aaron Donald can do. Because Aaron Donald does have that explosiveness yes. like that would be needed for him. But he has no training, so Juan I'd give him uh, three or four years. It seems like three years is, is to me, the minimum for something like that. Yeah. I was going to say five, but that works. No, but, I mean, you think about it. You train every single day, and you learn from people every single day. Well, uh, that's what Brian Cushing's doing. Yeah. 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 What about Brian Cushing versus Laramie Tunsil today? Uh, everybody wants to see Cushing versus AJ. I would like to roll with him. Just see what he's got. I mean, that'd be see, we we could do that one for real. Yeah. Every now and then we'll have a real one. Winner gets the other one's ACLs. <laughs> um Hardy versus women. Stop. Well, we know who won that match. Tunsil versus Aaron Judge. Tunsil. 
Um, and Houston Texans cheerleaders versus Deshaun Watson's accusers. I'm going to take the accusers. Uh, there's some, I think there's some good athletes in there. There's a couple of personal trainers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the accusers. So, um, Cody says Crenshaw had major eye surgery recently as last week and is blind currently. I'll take Abbott. Well, that does make it a better fight, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, was, and I'm glad I didn't make the joke I was going to make then. Uh, and Mike says size doesn't matter in some point. And sh- shows the video of uh, Bruce Campbell, the Raiders offensive tackle that just got whooped. Was he in a Walmart? Uh, actually, he's come out and said that it wasn't him. It's a guy who looks like him. Really? Yeah, somebody had, uh, yeah, I think yeah, Total that, Pro Sports that, had no. it, and he came out and he was like, guys, he, I'm not in a Walmart fighting people. Yeah, he this was, is a guy who looks like he, me. He was on the other side of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Fauci. But it was a gigantic human being versus a smaller guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I, I was going to feel bad for, for Bruce Campbell because he made, he, he made light of it that man, it wasn't me, bro. Good thing. So, uh. Yeah, somebody says... I I was laughing at the idea that a professional athlete was shopping at Walmart. Like, I'm a former professional athlete. Okay, yeah. I'm not even... uh, I I don't even shop at Walmart. And, I like, that's how bougie I am. If I had professional athlete money, I'd certainly, certainly not be shopping at Walmart. Jordan versus Aaron Judge. That's a better one. Yeah, I think I'll take Jordan on that. Jordan versus Giancarlo Stanton. I'll take Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, if he's not broken. If he's not broken. Yeah, we have to assume these yeah. guys are. At, well, at, I mean, they're CGI guys. They're not going to yeah, break. They're, Mike they're Trout versus help. Bryce yeah. Harper. This, this is like when you're playing Madden with the injuries off. Okay. Yeah. So, Melania Trump versus Pelosi. Give me Melania. My, Mike Trout versus who? No, it's Melania Harper. Oh, oh Mike Trout, Trout versus Harper. Ooh, give me Mike Trout. He's thicker. Uh, Bryce Harper's got that rage, though. Yeah, I think I'd take Harper. I, I think he's got more roids in him. Hmm. Where are they from? Uh, Harper's from Las Vegas, I know. Yeah. I think J- Trout's from, like, Jersey or something. Yeah. That's a good, That's a good, good matchup. Match. Yeah. I don't know. Bryce Harper feels so skinny to me. I don't know. He's, he's a relatively thick dude. But, again, we want we want locals, man. This is a local show. Okay. So let's... Uh, Somebody asked Palillo versus Alvarez uh, versus Altuve. Altuve. Oh, certainly. Although I, I, Altuve's another guy I don't think I could punch. He's just too cute. He's like a little teddy bear. Yeah. You know, I'd feel guilty about that. It's like hitting a child. So I, so I, I would probably take I would take Altuve over me because I wouldn't hit him. So, and then we can have a uh, we can have a nice Christian big, uh, Wood versus Machete. Ooh. Kind of feel like I'd take I think I'd take Maldonado in that one. Okay. I, in fact, I'd take him over a lot of guys. He's got that, you know, that low to the ground center of gravity. He's, he's, you know, he's thick. He'd be hard to get down. Looks like he could take a punch. Like, okay. Like, I, I think if if uh, Odor hit him the way that uh, he hit Batista, he'd just laugh at him. So yeah, I think I, I think I'm taking Maldonado. Okay. Well, let me give you. Let me put another uh, rocket into the mix and see if it it changes your perspective on things. What about Jay Sean Tate? Someone a little bulkier. Yeah, except in general, basketball players are bigger. You say that about baseball players. I know, but those, those two are, 
I like like there's golfers I'll take over baseball players, but basketball players are even bigger wussies than baseball players. So I'm still taking I'm still taking Maldonado. Okay, because some baseball players are actually kind of tough. Not many. Now you you want to start bringing Ron Artest into the conversation even mm, at this age? Story, yeah, yeah. But most most basketball players don't want to fight. But I'll take you know most most of the time football players are, you know they're they're not scared. They're DTF. They're down to fight. Yeah, or anything else you want to do, right. especially if you take the towel off. All right, let me uh, let me tell you about Texas Star Grill. We'll actually get on to real sports, I think, after this. I think we've jacked around long enough. But uh, uh, let me tell you about Texas Star Grill Shop. And, guys, Texas Star Grill Shop, they have got it going on. If you are in the market for a grill, then Texas Star Grill Shop's the only place to go. Here's what they did for me, because I didn't really know what kind of grill I wanted. I, I wasn't sure. So I went in. They said, all right, well, let's figure this out. And then they handed me a beer, and that was the beginning of our shopping experience. I was like, oh, this is excellent. They said, how, how often do you cook? How easy do you want it to be? Uh, what are you cooking? And it, I, I gave them those answers. They pointed me in the right direction. Boom. I love the grill that I got. I got a Pits and Spits. They've got Traeger. They've got, uh, they, they, they've got Kamado Joe. They've got all the big brands, Sabre. Whatever you want, they got it, and they've got it all at a great price. They've got four locations around the Houston area. Stop in, check them out. Let them help you find the grill of your dreams. Or you can check them out online, TexasStarGrillShop.com. is the blitz on espn 97.5 and on espn 92.5 live from the veritex community bank studios here's fred fowler and aj hoffman and we're back on the blitz and joining us now nfl draft analyst co-host of the bench and the guy who's going to get us back on the rails here because we need to get away from this nonsense the great lance Zerline. follow him on twitter at lance Zerline. what's up buddy what happened what took you off the rails uh, we got into a discussion about who would win in a fight between this person and this person. It it branched from the uh, the Aaron Donald situation and like, you know, would you fight Aaron Donald? Uh, under what circumstances would you fight Aaron Donald? And then we started matching up random people. Um, and then we got into like Fred's got an idea of of having like a CGI created uh, system where we could actually see who would win in these fights without actually making them hurt each other. Uh, so we got into like Jack Easterby versus Joel Osteen. Uh, that would be a good matchup. Uh, and then we were saying Jordan Alvarez versus Laramie Tunsil. Um, so and how, like how many how many Jose Altuve's could take out Laramie Tunsil? Like how many would it take? Um, so that that's basically what we've been doing and, for the last and Lance, half hour. Lance could be our analyst on it, which would be yeah. great. Yeah. Well, what did you guys? Well, I'd like to handicap it, but what did you guys come? What was your, like, what you end up saying on Tunsil? And I think two Altuve's would do it for sure. I think two, it would take more than two. I think maybe three. Or like two and a half would be like a fair number, but obviously you can't create a half person. Well, you can with CGI. But how about this? Fred, Fred uh, poo-pooed. Like I said, I think Jordan could, could give Laramie a run. Uh, what, what do you think of that matchup? Give me the handicap. Well, I mean, he's Jordan's. Big. And I, I wonder about Laramie Tunsil's, like, how 
how would he do if Jordan could extend that fight? Because if Jordan could extend that fight, I think obviously the more time you ask an offensive lineman, you know, to to scrap, the more his conditioning is going to get the better of him. So I mean, I think Tunsil's the one seventy favorite, but I, you know, I think he's an active. I, I think that's a lively dog with Jordan. How if you were to fight Aaron Donald, what would your strategy be? Like, would you try to get it to the ground? No way! You definitely have to. You definitely just have to try to kick that front knee and just hope something breaks at some point. That's my strategy. I mean, front knee kick is the only possible strategy against Aaron Donald. I don't want Aaron Donald to ground and pound me. I feel like that would be my only chance to beat him is to get him on the ground. For you, maybe you've got a background on the ground, but that would be like when. Mark Coleman was blasting people who had no wrestling back in the day in UFC. It was like a total mismatch. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, uh, Lance, like as, as we get closer into the into the draft, like we're hearing more and more rumors about teams who may be willing to move up, and the the Patriots are the latest that are rumored to be moving, looking to move up, and and their target seems to be, depending on who you talk to, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Have you heard anything about the Patriots being interested in either of those guys, and where do they think they have to get to get him? Hmm. And that happened. Yeah. I I thought his answer was going to be really good too. I, I could just I can go on record as saying that was going to be a great answer. I think it was going to be because that's what he does. So. I could hear you the whole time. Oh, oh well, we couldn't you. hear we, you. We lost you. All right, we'll, we'll blame Aaron. Oh, oh. Yeah. You must have gone into I a think tunnel. I may, well, I may have had it on mute while I was putting this uh, this uh, tamale away. Anyway, ah. um, yeah, so I have heard that from people around the league that that was uh, a potential yes for the Patriots. I don't know if that means they've been calling around, but um, there is a belief that with the money that they've spent so far in free agency – that they consider this to be uh, their new run at relevance for an NBA, for an NFL title. And so to do that, they know they need to, to get their next quarterback. And, and there's a belief that they're going to be extraordinarily aggressive to make that happen. So it would not shock me if the Patriots on draft day did that. You know what's funny is I came off of a call a second ago um, with a group called 33rd Team, which is kind of a think tank. It's got – uh, Joe Banner's in there, uh, Greg Cosell, Mike Tannenbaum, Doug Peterson, Chris Palmer, Ben McAdoo, just a, a bunch of a bunch of football guys. And one of the things that came up, as Joe Banner said, on any given draft pick, you got a chance to move out. It, it, you rarely are going to get stuck. Now, the deals may be bad, but if you're interested in moving out, there usually is a trade potential so i found that i I didn't realize that that i found that to be interesting which basically tells you that that and we were talking specifically about the falcons at four so if the falcons want to move back they could very well move back they probably aren't going to get stuck so what that tells me is that there's a good chance the patriots are going to be banging the phone lines at four five again at six and at seven if need be uh, to get a quarterback that they might may want, and it wouldn't even shock me if number eight, if Carolina's that trade up to number eight, because they already got Sam Darnold. So unless they wanted to draft a quarterback behind Sam Darnold to let him sit behind Sam, um, you know, I think that they might be wise to actually take picks 
and move backwards and let the Patriots come up and get a quarterback if one is still there at number eight. I'm curious how how much like with the Dolphins 49ers deal that happened how much do you feel like the Dolphins overpaid if at all do you feel like the Dolphins overpaid and and if so by how much because I I, I've got some numbers here and I'm curious how how they compare to yours Dolphins overpaid to move back up to six no, when the when the or like for the the forty niners to move yeah. up to three. Yeah, did the forty niners oh. overpay? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, I think that well. So I think that forty niners definitely overpaid for Mac Jones. I thought it was. I think it's extraordinarily high for a non playmaker. I think that number is actually not a crazy overpay for a quality QB one. Um, I know it seems really high. Two, you know, the talk about three first rounds, but what you're doing is flip flopping a first rounder, and then you're you're you have to give away that that one first to move up. I think it's a little higher than usual, but you were coming from pretty far back, so um, I don't think it's crazy if you're taking a Justin Fields and maybe even a Trey Lance. I think it pr- feels pretty heavy for a guy who is a game manager. So I've got a, uh, a a chart here that's it Trade takes yeah. it takes basically over the cap and Harvard analytics charts and and averages them out and then normalized it to where the top pick is worth three thousand points and mm-hmm. the in the Dolphins trade they they the the Niners got the third pick which is according to this thing worth two thousand four hundred thirty eight draft points but if you if you say the the Niners will have an average draft position for the next two years. And obviously, ignoring the time value of money, things like that, the, yeah. the those picks that the Dolphins received, the sum is five thousand eight hundred and fifty-two draft points. So, mm. according to that chart, they overpaid by double, which is just alarming to me. That especially because, I mean, if if they were doing that for Trevor Lawrence, I guess I would understand. But really, for anyone else, it almost feels like, boy, you're really hamstringing your franchise here. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to pay. Now, the quarterback position, I, I do know there are some GMs who do not agree with that, with the standard um, chart when it comes to quarterbacks, that you really have to have a separate chart. And some teams do have a separate trade chart for quarterbacks. So take that for what it's worth. The quarterback is considered something that's you know substantially more valuable than a safety corner, guard, tackle, and yet all of those draft positions are weighted equally. So you know, I, I think obviously San Francisco is looking at this as this is for a guy who solves a problem for us, at least in their minds, whoever that is going to be. And that's why they're willing to give up that draft capital. Um, I, you know, I do know there was a team I talked to who told me that they felt like you could give up four first round picks for Deshaun. And it, 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 this is before all the stuff broke, broke out. Because their thought was, and, and I asked them, I said, well, why would you do, like, that's a lot. You're not going to have a first-round pick. And their whole idea was, look, you can still, if you're good at evaluating talent in rounds two through four, you can still handle all of your, you know, positional needs that you have. Um, it's just a matter of, and you can even maneuver those picks to add more draft picks to get you back to where you wanted to be. It's just a matter of getting that must-have quarterback, that's more valuable than first-round picks because if you're smart with how you handle the rest of your draft capital and you're willing to move back, you can start stacking draft capital again so that you can go get back into the first round when you want to. 
Lance Erline is our guest. So uh, getting back to the Mac Jones thing, I don't know if you saw what John Middlecoff said, but he basically said it'd be the most arrogant pick in history and that every single year there's Mac Joneses in the second and third round. Uh, it sounds to me like you're closer to agreeing with him than uh, with the 49ers. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Don't die. <laughs> I swear it's just, Windpipe, but you think a tamale got stuck. Um, no, I don't know that I agree with John Middlecoff that every year there's Mac Jones is in the second, third round. I just happen to think Mac Jones is a second or third round pick. And I do think Mac Jones in the right on the right team could end up being a decent quarterback. I just don't see him as a player that you, you draft in the first round. Like for me, I just personally wouldn't do that. And the arrogance thing probably comes from the idea that a Shanahan coach team believes we can just go get a guy who's not a big-time playmaker and we can win with him and turn him into a great quarterback. And, you know, frankly, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense has done really, really well with most quarterbacks. And, but I also understand what he's saying about the arrogance thing is the belief that we can just go get a guy and he doesn't have to be a special athletic talent or have special arm talent and we can win at a high level with them, and we're willing to just give away draft picks. And remember, John Middlecoff was an NFL scout for the Eagles for about six years. So he's been inside the building. I mean, he's not just a guy who has, you know, um, who, who does podcasts for Colin Coward's network and does his own podcast with Guy Haberman. This is a guy who has actually worked for an NFL team um, for, for a few years. Lance, uh, is we get closer I mean, a guy like Kyle Trask, we've talked about a little bit. Would would that kind of make sense for the Patriots, considering that Belichick seems to love guys that went to Florida? Oh, man. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't know that he wants to get another just flat-out pocket quarterback. Like, he had that with Jared Stidham. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he – no, because the tape is just not – he doesn't make great decisions with the football. He just throws a really good, you know, deep ball. I. I think Davis Mills out of uh, Stanford is more like a quarterback you would see um, drafted by Bill Belichick in the second round. That's the kind of guy that I could see the Patriots potentially targeting if it's not going to be with the first-round pick. And Davis Mills, for me, ahead of Kellen Mond and ahead of uh, Kyle Trask, and that's kind of the next tier, those three quarterbacks, I think uh, Davis Mills is the guy that the Patriots he has the type of mindset, the type of quarterback profile. I think that the Patriots would potentially be interested in if they did not move up to get one of those top five. Uh, question from Twitter. Do you see the Texans ever doing business with uh, David Mulligata again? Yeah, you you have to at some point. It always turns out that way. I've asked, I've asked agents that and I've asked GMs that, and they say you can't – you can be pissed and it can last for a little bit, but at some point – you're going to want to deal with their free um, priority, you know, their undrafted free agents. You're going to want to dra- deal with them in free agency. You're going to want to deal with one of their draft picks. You can't just pull an entire agent's clients completely off the board. Like, it just doesn't make good football sense. Lance, uh, when, when we uh, look at what, so far, what Nick Casario's done, do you, ex- do you expect him, I mean, the odds, put odds on how likely he is to trade down to try to get more picks? Uh, I think the odds are pretty good because teams are going to be excited about finding a the player in the, there in the early third. I think he'll definitely have draft 
He'll definitely have, you know, this is a guy who has a lot of teams that should trade back are teams that have a lot of needs. And the Texans have a lot of needs. And so it would make sense for him to move back uh, inside the third round from one pick backwards, you know, some slots and pick up um, an additional fourth round pick or maybe even a future second round pick if you want to, you know, what you could do is give up that entire third round pick altogether and get a second rounder next year. It might sting a little bit this year, but it's really setting you up to be in pretty decent position next year, especially if you move Deshaun Watson. So um, I think there is a better than 50% chance that you will see the Texans actively trade back more than once. Well, and, and getting back to that second next year thing, could, could you see them doing that more than once considering obviously next year's, whether, whether Watson's around or not, doesn't look good. And the year after right. is really where you want to be aiming for. Plus, theoretically, you'll get a full year of scouting on guys. You'll have an actual combine. You'll be able to make better decisions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it, do you think that they could do it more than once even? Yeah, I, I do. I think they will do it more than once. Now, you can trade back and add draft picks, or you can trade a pick completely away and add a pick from a higher round next year. That's how that works. So, yeah, I could see them, Fred. Honestly, I could see – if I were the Texans, it's, it's a strategy I would consider because you look at how many of these players are signed for one-year deals, and what it could be is where the Texans are basically going to give them a test run, the players are giving the Texans a test run, and then if you have guys you want to target, once the salary cap goes back up next year, you can sign them to three-year deals or whatever the case may be, and and you know you have a better idea of what your core is going to look like, and then you have a stronger potential draft next year with more draft capital and all the things you talked about, which was having a better, you know, Nick Casario going from start to finish with his own scouting department with a whole year of scouting in the fall. Um, yeah, it could make sense for them to just become, to, to really target, and I think it's more likely they target 2022 as a year they really try to get the ship back on track. This year could be more about plugging some of the leaks and hoping to add um, better depth in the middle of that roster. Yeah, it's it seems like they're they're kind of building from the bottom up and hoping to get you know a few guys that wind up you know being around here beyond next year. But I mean, uh, how common is it to turn over that that big of a was seventy percent basically of the roster? How common is that? Extraordinarily <laughs> common. It happened with the Chiefs with Andy Reid when he came in. Um, when Andy Reid and uh, and he brought in um, John Dorsey, and then when when Chris Ballard went to from the Chiefs over to the uh, Indianapolis Colts, he turned over about 80% of his roster in two years. So it's ext- for a bad team, it's the norm, and it will happen. You won't even recognize – you're not even going to recognize half you, – you, you kind of don't now, but you really aren't going to by 2022. All right, that's Lance Sirline. You can hear him on the bench, and uh, you'll have, uh, I guess, one more mock draft on uh, NFL.com coming up right before the draft. Is that the plan? If it's not that, it's going to be on Sports Map, one or the other. All right, cool. Okay, Lance. Well, good stuff, man. And uh, we will talk to you again uh, next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Lance Erline. So, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5925. You're listening to the Blitz. Blitz. ESPN 97.5 
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Take the day off work and play a fun round of golf with your favorite sports station at the ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 Occasional Invitational. Presented by SiteJab.com, benefiting Kids Meals Houston. This year's tournament will take place Wednesday, April 28th at 11.30 a.m. at Wildcat Golf Club. Each golfer will receive beverages from Michelob Ultra, lunch from Uberito, dinner from BB's Tex Orleans, 18 holes of golf, and a quick socially distant award ceremony immediately after the tournament. Register now at ESPN975.com. So how long do these Astros have to be on the COVID-19 list? Do they have to, like, pass a test, and then, or, or is there, like, a, a day's limit that they're certainly out for now? I don't know what the MLB policy is. I don't either. We need to find that out. Uh, and, okay, the Jeff Bear 80, stop making Lance brisket jokes, okay? Oh, come on. It, it's time to move on, guys. And, and yes, to the texter who said, the matchup he wants to see is Lance versus brisket. Stop. Stop with the brisket jokes, okay? They've all been done by now. Leave them alone. Damn it. Uh, let's do a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. We go to France. Parlez-vous français? Uh, where... A French town's name has been taken down from Facebook because uh, Facebook decided that the name was too close to a slur. Okay. And the name is spelled B-I-T-C-H-E. Beach. It should be. Yeah, well, I, I don't know exactly how you pronounce that in I speak French. fluent French. It's Biche. Uh, or Biche. It could be Biche. Biche. It's not Bitch. It's bitchy. It's not even bitchy. Yeah, it's bitch with an e at the end. That's bitchy. No, no, that would probably have to have an ey. I'm gonna no, go. I'm gonna go. With bitchy, bitchy doesn't have an ey. It has just just a y. But this is an e. I know. That's why you, you say have bitch. to put no. But you have you to put stop a y and then go e. No, bitch e. No, no. That's, Intern that's, Evans said he took four years of French. It's biche. I knew it. <laughs> I told you. What, I speak is, fluid French. Fluid, fluent, and fluid. Jeez. Yeah, you, you, you get a win and you still come off as an idiot. I know. That's the worst. <laughs> but Facebook censored the page. We appealed and tried to contact Facebook through various means, including... Well, why con- does a town need a Facebook page? A lot of them have that. A lot of towns have Facebook, smaller towns. And this one's right on the border with Germany, so I'm guessing it's one of the first places it got overrun when the Germans came through, um, you know, back in the day. But... Uh, the president general manager of Facebook France has personally contacted the mayor to inform him that the page has been published again and to apologize for any inconvenience that this has caused. They said is it, bitch it, a slur anyway? Is that what we call that word now? I kind of think anything we can say on the air is not really a slur. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Like times have changed. You can say a lot of things on cable television that you couldn't say when we were kids. You say a lot of things on network television you couldn't say when we were kids. Yeah, that's true. Like we gotta, we gotta stop censoring things around here. IFC is doing, ev- they're letting everything fly and they're showing full nudity. Really? They had American Pie on on Sunday night or Monday or Sunday night. 
I was sitting there waiting. I was like, I should go to bed. And then American Pie was on, and I flipped, and it was literally the Shannon Elizabeth scene. And she takes off her top, and I was like, what in the hell is going on? She was so hot back in the day. Did she, was, is she is she a loon now? Is she like a crazy person? Uh, she got into poker for a or long did time. she marry a really old person? I think one of those two things happened. She's either crazy or she married like a really really old person. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, she didn't she wasn't she born here, like in Kingwood in, or something? Oh, I don't know. All right, well, we'll we'll have the answer for you at six o'clock on all those questions. Uh, FYI, Creighton just texted me, no minimum stay on the IL. Once they're cleared, they can return. Okay. Well, that's good. So maybe it's a day. I think it'll be more than a day. Maybe it's three days. Yeah, she was born in Houston. Yeah, see? Uh, Is she a loon? I'm trying to see what... I mean, now she runs a non-profit out of South Africa that she lives... That She lives that in South Africa. Doesn't, doesn't make you a loon. No, that doesn't make her a loon. A no. Loon. But... All right. Well, 713-780-ESPN. That was your Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. Little uh, the Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. Uh, the coaching carousel in college basketball spins once again. Yeah. And there are people uh, saying that it's racist. Okay. Talk about that. Yeah. And I have another interesting tidbit on Shannon and Elizabeth when we return. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 97.5. ESPN 97.5.